Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom, and we're here to do a DC TV recap from this week, again with Travis. Hi, Travis. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming on. Uh, excited to talk about this week of DC TV? Oh, yeah. Um, it was pretty good. I overall didn't think it was as good as last week, but still satisfying nonetheless. Yeah, it's always tough to, especially with the the shows coming back. It's always tough to live up to the season opener. That's you know, long network seasons. Usually, the opener and the finales are when big stuff happens. You can actually do big things, and sort they all sort of settled into a rhythm this week. But I thought it was still a pretty quality week all around. Oh yeah, I agree there. So, jumping right in with, by the way, spoiler warning, we will be, you know, talking about every, the DC TV shows this week and spoilers for anything that's been released. Uh, what about Supergirl? Did anything jump out at you this week? I really liked the little thing they did at the start with Wynn and John taking sides for the band DJ debate. I thought that was really funny. Right. Yeah. And, but one criticism I had right away was uh, Martian Manhunter's powers yet again were diminished. It's it's kind of sad. Like um, I couldn't believe that. I was like, "Oh come on, guys!" Like he one attempt at the start, and that's it. And she like got rid of him like it was nothing. Yeah, Martian Manhunter is such an awesome character when he is fully unleashed and not sort of written into a hole like he he normally is because he's so powerful and he's usually in team ups. You can they kind of have to nerf him so he can't always save the day and it's kind of frustrating i wonder what it would be like as a martian if like martian manhunter is your favorite character if you would actually like seeing him in supergirl or just sort of be find it kind of bittersweet like you see him but he's never really unleashed yeah and like his cgi is really good too like i like i've said before i really enjoy that so i can imagine martian manhunter fans are definitely quite conflicted because they must love the actual scene up on the screen but then like he's about as strong as guardian sometimes Right. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if James could take him out. I, I, I had a question I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, like, where? what kind of training does he have? Like, <laughs> how is he, like, does he, did he say any point in his two seasons before that he took martial arts training or self-defense training or something? Right, yeah. I think it's been mentioned, uh, but I don't, I mean, we haven't seen pretty much anything about this. Um, but so this episode, Lena steps up at Catco, sort of moves in full time, shockingly, and leaves Luther Corp to others. And I gotta say, like halfway through this episode, I just kind of wanted to turn it off because I was so upset with Kara. She was being <laughs> such a jerk and really unlikable, which is hard because Melissa Benoist is so, so likable and that character is so likable, but she was just being terrible to Lena, especially. Oh yeah, and like she's uh, Melissa Benoist is really good at being cute too. So this is a like a really big like put off. But I guess they had to do that to build up. Like it made Lena's uh, stand stand when she stood up to Karen, like treat her as an employee. Uh, it made that a little bit uh, more meaningful when she was like, "This is unacceptable behavior. You gotta get your stuff stuff together." When she like stop treating her as a friend. Yeah, if they're trying to make Lena. Uh, relatable for when she if and when she ever 
turns evil, <laughs> like it's going to be really hard not to sign side with Lena because she, I mean, she was a great friend. She's like, well, she gave her an out to say, you know, oh, you're, you're bad at, you know, upset about Monel and Kara didn't want to talk about that. And she's like, well, if you want to talk about work, you kind of suck at your job. So I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't talk about that if I were you. I know, and I think they're taking a page out of the Smallville, Clark, and uh, Lex book there. For like a lot of people could understand why Lex got so frustrated with Clark and Smallville because he gave him so many times. He was had his back a lot until and Clark kept lying to him, lying to him, lying to him. And like you said, I think this is going to help people understand Lena if she do go to the evil side. Yeah, it's definitely going to be hard not to understand whatever happens with her. And Lena just wants to be friends with Kara. That's how yeah. after two episodes, the same thing last episode too. Yeah, she just <laughs> seems so sad and, and wants a friend. And Kara was just kind of a jerk. A little point I did think too: who's going to fix the elevator and who's going to pay for it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, how is that going to be explained? I don't. I don't know. I always wonder about those things. Uh, but oh well. But I'm glad they they eventually got around to Kara apologizing and. You know, giving Lena a hug, that was at least nice to nice to see her come around a little bit. Hopefully going forward and adding, like, build a bit better, like, friendship. Right. So, uh, we, we saw well, Sai as the guest villain this episode. What did you think of Sai? I really enjoyed her, and I didn't watch her on that, uh, she's on, is it Jane the Virgin, or... Some show like that. Apparently, she's on that. I was reading, but I never, I never seen her before, and I really enjoyed her. She did, she did not fear Supergirl for a second. Like she had full control of all the fear, and you could tell. Yeah, I'm glad they they sort of made it a fear based, sort of a fear based power, which really helped with what Kara was struggling with, especially with, you know, everything with Monel. And I mean, I although I do wonder how many banks do you need to rob. Um, especially in National City when you know Supergirl and Martian Manhunter are there. Um, but that aside, I thought I thought what they did, you know, it was kind of a weird visual, like her powers and everybody sort of freaking out. But uh, I'm glad it was fear-based and not just sort of like a, a mental block. Yeah, and when she first did her powers the first time, I didn't notice the wave. And I was saying to myself, like, they got to show something. Like, her, her eyes light up or something. But then after... They showed the like psychic, the psychic wave that would go out of her, out of uh, out of her, and into Supergirl. Yeah, and the other big thing this episode was Sam and her daughter Ruby. Uh, anything jump out at you from that? I did make a note. Uh, Sam's kid needs to chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she is uh, kind of annoying in a in a teenager kind of way. Although it's kind of sweet, she just wants to spend more time with her mom. And in saying that, she has more of a reaction than I would have rather than, we'll talk about it further down the line, but Errol's, uh, William's reaction. I would have more of a Sarah, uh, her kid's reaction, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's all, a good point. The other thing I got to say is, dude, are we going to ignore the little foreshadowing at the end there when uh, this, the, the no kids debate uh, came up and... Like it was like the looks were so long that I'm pretty sure that's going to break them up. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, well, we know we know where this is headed. Um, yeah, yeah, it seemed very obvious, and they wanted to dwell on it. So I would be surprised 
at this point if the kids issue is not something that would break them up down the line agreed and i'm i just gotta say this out right now i don't want to put too much expectations on next week's episode but it's mostly marathon manhunter base and i'm very excited about that yeah uh the clip for it looked was very intriguing the uh the teaser for next week i'm pretty excited to see what that might be i can't wait i love uh i love stories that focus a lot on march manhunter like i've said before so uh, i'm i'm eagerly awaiting that one yeah especially with going to mars that should be fun yeah uh so flash this week was a really light-hearted episode i mean they weren't kidding when they said they wanted to try to make it fun uh, I agree. Uh, the first little uh, opening montage was funny and had a little bit of the same vibe as when he was using his powers for in the first season just mm-hmm. to do stuff like get ready or get coffees for everybody or make fun of the guy who was uh, trying to rob him. Yeah, like that. Um, there was the, the stinger, you know, the logo stinger that they do. And then I assumed I was looking down and I assumed like it was a commercial break because of the song that was on. And I'm like, well, that's, there's no chance that is actually what is happening. You know, that song's not actually playing on the show. So I, I had to rewind cause I missed like 30 seconds of Barry dancing and everything. Uh, I tried making breakfast that way the other morning and it, it's not nearly as fun when you got to clean everything up and it takes like an hour or two. It's, the song only lasts three minutes. So the novelty wears off rather quick. Oh yeah, I bet so. But well, what'd you think of the approach of it being like, so much comedy and so lighthearted. I really enjoyed it because, like, it's been pretty dark in Central City the last couple of years, and Barry's went through a lot. But that also showed, it also highlighted that Barry and Iris weren't in sync either because Iris isn't over nearly over any of the events that happened, as you can tell, like, from going through the whole episode. Right. I'm glad they didn't just sort of skate over that. Even in a, in a lighthearted episode, they still had some serious talk there. And, clearly iris is upset and i don't i don't really blame her she just barry didn't say anything he didn't he just kind of went off and uh just oh bye i'll see you maybe never yeah he was like i just thought you'd be happy to have me back i didn't didn't think i need to talk about it at all right (laughs) um but yeah it's definitely a fun episode i don't i don't know if they can keep it up with having it that fun and being quality uh just because you know i don't know if they can can they did a good job of making all the jokes work, um, but I don't know if they can continue to do that. No, I think you need to take some more to time to advance the season-long storyline. Right. Like, a little less jokes, a little bit more. Like, we know Flash is happy now, and, like, you've illustrated that point to us, so you can help move the thinker's plan along and maybe an extra scene or two. I, with the, like, I'm just assuming I'll wait. I'll wait a little bit later before I discuss that, but the the warden, I don't. I think there's something to him to. Well, what'd you what'd you think of that? The little bit we did see of the thinker and the the villain. It looks like the thinker is you know collecting villains to. Yeah, and I'm thinking the warden works directly for the thinker. And there was twelve screens, twelve blocks on the thinker screen of the people that he was trying to obtain. Yeah, so I don't I don't know exactly what he's going to do with that, but I'm glad these. This is. Whatever, I'm guessing this will be a f- good way to sort of have the villain of the week, but also have it building towards something because those those guys will all likely return eventually. Yeah, like we had in season one with that role, I think it was Rogue Air, where like, oh, yeah. he tried to move all the prisoners that he fought throughout the season. 
and they all got escaped and they had to fight them all. Yep. Yeah. That could definitely be something like that. Uh, what did you, I wanted to ask you what you thought of, uh, Caitlin. I, I loved that she was back, but her ice powers like showed up only when they were in danger. That's the only time. Yeah. They're doing a real Jekyll and Hyde thing. So I guess that's a better, uh, I'm guessing that's how they're going to handle it. You know, for the rest of the, the season is her being normal. But if you get her heart rate up above 150, uh, she will freak out and <laughs> turn ice queen. Uh, well, the one other thing was the we got to talk about therapy scene because that was really that 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 hit at all levels for me. Yeah, uh, I would kind of wish they hadn't released it as a clip that we'd watched, um, because then it would have been funnier. But it was it was pretty fun, uh, seeing them together trying to talk in circles around the you know just everything taking notes i thought that was pretty cool when he was when she said that she was engaged and barry just quit oh, he's yeah. dead he's dead too and he started yeah. laughing all oh, that, was, that, was that that was hilarious <laughs> oh you're gonna write that down too <laughs> yeah uh that was pretty fun and you realize oh yeah a lot of people have died on this show uh, and i think some of the team members of team flash could use uh some like love advice or something like Cisco and Barry don't understand women at all. No, no, they don't. <laughs> um, not at all. They really need some work, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know. Maybe I don't think Cisco has ever had a, a serious girlfriend. Um, so I don't think he knows what he's doing with gypsy, especially with her being in a different universe that makes it tricky on him. That makes me even more excited for when Danny Trejo shows up as gypsy's father. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, Cisco's going to, be scared to death when he sees <laughs> however that happens i can just imagine that's gonna be quality uh dude, i had a quip too was that wally wally never vibrated his face when he was talking to that girl after he st- stabbed her with the glucose yeah I, that's something I, I noticed right away i was like he's just like bare face not vibrating it he wally in general seems more kind of lackadaisical about revealing his identity um so, I don't know. I guess he doesn't care, but he's probably learned to do that. Uh, the other thing, did you ever do that when you were young? You used to click call as, like, I, I remember calling my parents all the time, being, you have a click call from, come get me now at wherever I'm to. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I ever did, but I knew that was definitely something to do. Uh, you know, you got to click call and just say what you need in the name support spurt so you don't have to uh actually do the call well back in the days before cell phones (laughs) yeah this was you know what late in the 90s probably uh yeah and before well uh legends of tomorrow they visit the circus they're trying to track down all these anachronisms and they visit they decide to do an easy one which of course turns harder uh, fighting up against a saber-toothed tiger. What did you think of this episode? I enjoyed this episode. It was probably my favorite of the four. Uh, Billy Zane was good, and there was like a couple of Titanic callbacks there. <laughs> Not uh, surprising. Uh, I also enjoyed getting the backstory of Nate and Amaya, which I'm pretty sure I suggested on our previous show could be a storyline where Vixen, where Amaya seen after seeing how awesome Vixen was 
had to go back to her own timeline so she wouldn't cease to exist. Yeah, I definitely think you mentioned that somewhere. I don't know if it was on the air or not, but yeah, you definitely called that part. Which was which made perfect sense. Like that's and but I just want to know what's wrong with Amaya. That's the one question I still have after this episode with her totem. What happens to her when she starts to use that? Now? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably. I, I mean, my guess is it is an ex- whatever it is is an an excuse for them to keep her around a while longer. But I'm not complaining about that because I like. I like Amaya, and I want to see more of her. I oh, know. I wish she could. I want her to be permanently on the show. That's she's, but, she's very good. Yeah, and they can. I mean, they can work around it. I guess if they want to keep her going, you know, it's time travel. You can. If this show runs five seasons and they want to keep her, keep her all the way through, they can just drop her off back in her time at the end there. But um, uh, it kind of takes the stakes out of it with that. Oh yeah. And as as legends tend to do, they made it worse before they made it better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're they're really playing that up this year. I don't know. It seems like more than ever this year is they, they most of the things they're fixing are just things they screwed up first. And I I wished I only wished last week for for this fight that we got this week. I, I didn't have to wait long at all. Sarah and uh, Rip sitting in command. That was an awesome fight. Yeah, and it was pretty fun when they. I I like the part where they stopped and drank some water and <laughs> took a little break there um oh poor gary <laughs> yeah so it it seems like you know there's some threat that rip knows about and he actually thinks the legends can handle it or, or has some hope in them so it's it's not i mean it's kind of reveal it but without saying anything that rip has some hope for them uh would you think they just kind of laugh it off at the end there yeah but then you show that uh woman which i think could definitely has something to do with amaya must in my in my opinion i'm not sure like i have to see her more because we might have seen her on the vixen animated uh cw show right because yes she was if i remember right it's been a while since i've seen it i think she was the villain of that that is that would be i think it's Amaya's sister if i remember yeah. right uh, kuasa yeah i'm pretty sure you're right there and so uh, and she's back somehow. Uh, looks like she's going to cause some troubles. Oh, I think that she's going to be right in the thick of things. And the line for me of the of the episode was Jax when he turned to Nate and was like, "Bro, she's from 1940s. Did you expect that this to work out?" <laughs> right. You can't really have a happy ending uh, when she's 70 years older than you or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I I kind of feel bad for Nate, but I'm also kind of like, well, I I don't. I mean, are you really surprised? Kind of like, well, surprised. I was thinking, I was like, you're a, you're a historian, right? You know more than anybody. This all has to go back to the way it was. Of all <laughs> the people to not understand, don't screw up history. He's the one who does it the most. I think Amaya would make me not care too, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, so on to Arrow, uh, Oliver is dealing with, you know, the, the picture that revealed his identity as Green Arrow, and he's got to deal with his son getting beat up at school for that and everything. Uh, what'd you think about this episode? I loved how he just threw, kind of threw Bruce Wayne under the bus there. (laughs) Uh, just, just dropped his name, but also like, yeah, Bruce Wayne could be on there too, like. Bruce Wayne's dealing with a lot of problems in Gotham. I don't think he needs Star City Press going up there. 
Yeah, I think he was just uh, looking for another billionaire's name to throw out there. Uh, I don't think he knows Bruce Wayne personally in this universe. That's just that's just my guess, but um, I think it's a fun little nod that they did that. It was cool to see him mention Bruce Wayne, even though I don't think anything of it. Oh, I don't think nothing's come of, coming of it either. I, yeah, you're right. It was just a good little one-off reference. They've done the same thing with Hal a couple of years ago. Yeah. When... Uh, uh, Amanda Waller recruited him and Hal was in the bar and they showed the jacket and it had Jordan on it. Yep, we saw the jacket. I remember that. Um, Nothing came of that and I was hoping for the whole year. I was like, Hal's going to show up by the end of the year. You wait and see. I think think they would like to have Hal, uh, but I think he's he's busy elsewhere. Yeah, I think he's going to make a grand appearance elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what do you, it looks like whatever they decide to do with Oliver's identity, which I think they'll reveal in you know, officially, eventually, but it looks like you know they're really going to play it out a slow game with the FBI investigating and everything, which I don't enjoy at all. Like, I don't understand how easily people believe that he's not. After the third time, the accusations come up. Like how <laughs> you just be like, okay, yeah, it was digitally authored. Yeah, there's nothing. When anybody like me or you or any person would uh, be able to just extrapolate a timeline since Oliver Queen returned and be like, there cannot be, it can't be a coincidence. Right. Like that's one thing that really robbed me. Like I would, I would love to be owned it right away, but I can understand with his son and that too, how he wouldn't, which I'm, I'm really liking his son a lot more too than I did last episode. Yeah. He got more to do this episode. I don't know how good of advice it is with Oliver, you know, suggesting that he gets in fights at school. But no, I, I this is I'm gonna throw a bit of personal experience in there because my old man pretty much kind of did the same thing as I was a pretty small little guy. I never hit my growth spurt till the last year of high school. So playing minor, uh, playing hockey as a really young boy, there was this big guy and he kept hitting me with a stick all the time, like really hurt me. And I remember asking my father after the game, like, what can I do? And he never bat an eye, and he just said, if he hits you with a stick, you turn around, and you hit him in his ankles twice as hard as he hit you. And, like, thinking about it now, I'm like, you told an eight-year-old to hit another eight-year-old's ankles. I could have broke his ankle pretty easy with a right. stick. But thinking back then, there was nothing other than, all right, Dad said that, so that must, that's okay. You must be able to do that. And, I like, I used to do it, and I remember getting in trouble for it and everything. <laughs> Did the kid bother you anymore? Oh, no, he once, the first time, he cried. He went right after the bench and cried. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't laugh at the, an eight-year-old crying, but that's, that's a pretty good story. So you do well, have a lot of good personal input here. Well, he caused me to cry a, a nice few times before that, so like I can understand. But that was kind of bad. I had bad advice there, but I, st- I also had, you kind of know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like he's definitely not the first parent to suggest that, and especially where <laughs> Oliver comes from, it kind of makes sense. Well, he always told me hit his hit his ankle and not punch him directly in the nose. <laughs> yeah, go for the nose. That's always a weak spot. He can't fight if he can't see. That's stone cold. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is going to lead to William eventually getting trained, like you suggested a while back. Well, when Anatoly at the end said, like, what happens if it wasn't an honorable man? Uh, like, he would have messed with William. I think after a couple episodes here... He's going to go back to being Green Arrow and 
day and he's going to realize, yeah, like I'm going to have to train my son just in case somebody comes to try and take him. Pro- yeah, e- even just even if it's just self defense at first. Um, well, he could he could be like people. Even if I'm proven innocent, some people could still believe that I'm Green Arrow and and just come from my family. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. Uh, what did you think of Diggle's whole art this episode? Oh man, uh, well I like Diggle, so I don't like him see to see him going through stuff. Um, if it's degenerative nerve damage, that doesn't sound very good, uh, especially for him getting into fights and stuff. So I I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna do with him going forward. Obviously, he's Green Arrow for now, uh, but where do you think they're going with this? I had a problem with Dig not killing anybody just because of. Like Felicity was paralyzed last year, and they came up with technology to cure that. And I'm sure if you would have told uh, Curtis and Felicity, they would have tried to figure out some way to help you. That was my one problem. That after five years, Dig Dig always tells Oliver you don't have to go in alone. Yeah, and, but I mean, Arrow is the biggest. Uh, don't you never practice what you preach? Show so I can understand. <laughs> understand that but dig as taking over for green arrow i would i do love like dig is dig is one of my favorite characters on the show i hope they get him a a bigger suit because i remember how snug it used to be when he first put on the green arrow costume like what was that season one i don't know if he want that because did you see how tight his uh polo was at one point i mean i was afraid his arms were gonna come out and hit me (laughs) yeah i guess that's probably more intimidating that way I, i just can't imagine it being comfortable I'm going to make a prediction now that I figure that Dig is going to take over and things aren't going to go too well. And William is going to like either see people talking on TV or realize it himself that st- he's going to tell Oliver that Star City needs him more than William did. And oh, I like that. And Oliver's going to go back to being Green Arrow. That's what I figure is going to happen. I really like that. Um, yeah, that's really smart. I think that would be cool to see. He, I, I'm sure Oliver's going to go back eventually, but that would be, I mean, that sort of solves it, especially, you know, that way William is understanding. And yeah, I really like that. Well, that would also pave the way for William to stop being the way he is and be more like the way I would be if I was in his situation. Okay, Dad, tell me about how you took down Destro. Oh, tell me about what it was like to fight the Flash the first time. Blah, blah, blah. I would not, I would be peppering him all the time asking about things <laughs> yeah yeah and i definitely think he will be like that eventually right now he's still struggling like all when he thinks of green arrow he just thinks of how his mom was abducted how he was abducted and how his mom's dead and everything like that so um i think it might take him a little while to get over that but it wouldn't surprise me if by the middle of this season he's more you know down in the arrow cave asking questions and having fun and stuff oh which would be awesome like he got he's gonna have to look eventually and be like yeah, like my dad like is on the same level as Flash. Like I should probably learn how to fight from him. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be really cool to see. Like if he's young, you know, enthusiastic about it. I think that could be really fun. And I had a little question before we end, and it has doesn't have anything to do with Arrow, but I read that Stein is going to leave Legends at the end, middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking. I don't see Jax leaving. So do you see it the way like he's portrayed more in the like? in animation and some in comics that he's stuck in the firestorm way and just you just hear professor stein's thoughts every once in a while that's an that's another smart uh way to look at it 
Uh, that definitely could happen. You know, like in animation, they have just Professor Stein's face floating next to him um, when you hear his voice. And they could, I mean, that way they could get away with having Victor Garber, but have him just doing voice roles. Yeah, like he could call in and do the voice role for that. Right, I right. mean, because he's going on Broadway, I thought, or doing, going on play. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think right, he's going on Broadway. So that that definitely could be a way to to do that. Um, but I I still think they'll probably have someone, you know, either with the way they introduced Lily having a child and him being a grandfather. I think he'll want to step away and be with his family. And somebody else will have to step up to team with Jax, uh, whoever it is. You know, there's been different versions of Firestorm in the comics. I mean, we've already seen a couple, and and I, I thought maybe Lily would be a potential if it was genetic. But um, yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to handle that. I can't wait to find out. I I'm going to miss Stein, but like Broadway plays don't last forever, so I'm sure he can make an return at some point in time. Right, yeah, I'm hoping he comes back eventually somehow, because I well, Victor Garber's fantastic in everything. So, but okay, one other Arrow question before we end was: Is Anatole dead? I know this this kind of ruins my Anatoly is running the show theory. So, is this? Do you think we're going to see much more of Anatoly? I think so. Um, and man, he's finally he's mean. He's he's a he's kind of a villain now. Uh, I used to real. love him. I used to love him in the second season. Yeah, he was a cool, cool friend, and we, fi- oh, you know, you always figure with that name he's going to turn, you know, from the comics he's going to turn eventually, uh, and I think we're finally starting to see that. I can't. Oh, it's kind of. Um, I'm pumped. I'm assuming Richard Dragon is the guy that calls the shots. Now we still haven't seen him two episodes in. We haven't seen Arrow's big bad yet. Right. Right. Which is strange for Arrow. Arrow's usually in the season, end of episode one. You're gonna, you're gonna see what's going on. Right, yeah, they deserve credit for that because they, we don't, we haven't really seen, we assume we haven't seen the big bad for the season, and yet we haven't had any villains of the week really either on the show. No, so that big bad must be the one that leaked the the photo and stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. Yeah. All right, well, that's it. That's it for the Arrowverse. Uh, just a quick update on Lucifer and Gotham. Uh, Lucifer this week had like a one shot for Maze, one of those episodes they recorded last year and released this year. So Maze gets gets to be James Bond, kind of a cool fun episode. And Gotham was pretty nuts this week. Uh, Rachel Ghoul is a super like he's an evil guy, uh, and we really get to see that this week. And we also get Solomon Grundy, uh, <gasps> the the birth of Solomon Grundy. Oh. <sighs> Man, I'm, I'm catching up. I watched three episodes of Gotham uh, last. Uh, it was it Wednesday? Wednesday. So I'm I'm plowing through. I need to. I got like I think it's like 15 more, and then a start of season four. Okay, so you're on season three now. Yeah. Well, you got you got some good stuff to look forward to. I'd say, and I mean, now we got more DC TV. Have you heard about the uh, Project 13 with the CW? Yeah, it's just like is it is never going to end, is it? <laughs> you know, as long as they keep getting ratings, uh, there is an endless wealth of DC characters that you could make into a TV show and do with. Um, and you know, it's again, it's a different one with it being like a. I think it's going to be a supernatural, paranormal investigation type thing, which will be pretty different and fun. 
I just I can't wait. Uh, I'm just one. I'm more. I can't wait for the Titans show. To be honest with you, Tom, like that's the one that when it's when it's on its own streaming site, like on its own streaming service. I'm curious how far, like how how it'll go with it. Like, will it make it like PG? Will they will it be a bit more like will it be a bit more gravity to it? What I don't um, I cannot wait for any kind of new like trailer or anything for that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big wild card because it's it's on its own network. We don't know. We have no idea what it's going to look like. I like what we've seen from the cast that they've assembled so far. Um, but really, the the talent behind it, having Jeff Johns, Akiva Goldsman, and Greg Berlanti involved, I'm really curious to see what they cook up. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, that is all we have for this week in, in DCTV. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.